and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you have given me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I'm coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. <clears throat> From our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Great and glorious God, we thank you for this day of worship, for this opportunity to be in your presence, to hear your word, to hold out our hands to receive the meal of your very self. We pray, O oh Lord, that your spirit would work mightily in this congregation, that every person here might sense the love you have for them, and that each one of us might be inspired to be your voice in the week ahead and to be your hands of service. We pray this in Jesus' holy and gracious name. Amen. This morning, I would like you to take a little imaginary trip with me. I'd like you to pretend that you have had a woman who is very special to you in your life. Her name, Aunt Martha. Aunt Martha lived down the street from you and you grew up being able to stop by Aunt Martha's house after school, anytime. There's always cookies, there's always milk. When you got a little bit older, she was there to hear your stories of anguish about your love life, about getting in trouble. She would always listen to you. She was your second mom. Well, Aunt Martha, who lived just down the street from you, passed away. And you were surprised to get a letter in the mail from her attorney. And the attorney sent a letter inviting you to go to the reading of the will. You thought to yourself, I've never been to a reading of the will. But you went on the appointed day with your other cousins. There were about 10 of you. And you were shown into a conference room with a very large oak table. It had leather chairs all the way around it. There were bookshelves filled with law books. At one end, there was a window that opened onto a lake. And the attorney sat at the head of the table with two piles of letters in front of him. He invites you all to sit down. And he begins reading the will. He takes it out, and in time, he's reading the name of each one of the cousins, including your name. 
He reads your name and then says that Aunt Martha gives you an incredible amount of money. You cannot believe it. All the cousins got a huge legacy of money. Nobody realized that Aunt Martha was rich. She was someone who lived simply, never married, as I said, who lived in a tiny little house, who worked as a librarian in the local uh, public library, but somehow she'd accumulated this great wealth and she gave it away to all the cousins, you included. You're very happy, of course, very surprised, and you start getting up to leave, and the lawyer says, uh, not yet. Please sit back down. I have another will to read. Aunt Martha has left you an ethical will. Nobody knew what that was, but the lawyer started reading, and it went like this, her ethical will. I, Martha Samuelson, being of sound mind and body, offer these blessings to my nieces and to my nephews. Then the lawyer reads each name of the cousin. And something very nice is said from Aunt Martha to each cousin. And finally, your name is read. And this is what Aunt Martha says to you. I have known you from your birth. And you are a young person filled with many God-given talents. I'm amazed at you. You have been taught what is right and good. Now I encourage you to take your talents and the money I have given you and make the world a slightly better place. How you do that will be unique to your own talent and interest. I will no longer be with you. I will no longer be able to guide you. But you have the tools you need. So go. Embrace your life. Change the world or at least one small corner of it. Person after person hears an incredible, inspirational challenge. The cousins stand up, make their way out the door, and each one of them to this day, including yourself, were changed by that moment. Now, I share this story about Aunt Martha with you because today Jesus is doing almost exactly the same thing in the gospel lesson. To set the context for the gospel lesson, Jesus' disciples are also at a table. I don't think it's oak, but it's a table. They're probably sitting on the floor. The table's very low. It's only three feet off the floor. They're sitting around this table. They've just had the Last Supper. It's Holy Week. It's Thursday before Good Friday, the night before Jesus dies, and Jesus knows he's leaving. And so he speaks to them almost like that lawyer. He gets serious, and he says, I will leave you soon, and now I'm going to pray for you. As I leave you, I pray these things for you. I pray that you will remember all that you have been taught. I pray that you will be saved from times of temptation, times of apathy, times of evil. I pray for you that you will live your life with integrity and courage and strength. And so now, go. Go into the world. That's the gospel lesson I've just read for you today. It is almost like Jesus giving his disciples, and by extension, you and me, his ethical will. Just put your own name in to this statement. You are a child that's unique in the world. 
You are my child. And you have the tools, the talent, and the treasure to change the world. Use them. Go into the world. Be my voice. Be my hands. Now, we have a table in this room. Kids, can you point to the table in this room? Can you see where a table is? Is it behind me? Thank you. I learned this morning from the 8 o'clock service that this is an oak table. It's not as big as the lawyer's table, but it's a table that we'll be gathering around today. And we Lutherans believe that Jesus Christ is as present here today as Jesus was for the Last Supper. We don't see Jesus, but he promised that he would be here with us. And in a sense, when you come up for the communion meal, you will come up to receive grace and compassion and God's forgiveness. But this day, I want you to think about coming forward to this meal and receiving an inheritance. Receiving your surprise inheritance from God. And it's much more profound and much more powerful than Aunt Martha gave. Because at this inheritance, this ethical will, you receive the very presence of Jesus Christ. His body, his blood, in the bread and the wine. That goes into us. You ever thought about this? The early Christians did. This is the body of Christ. This is the blood of Christ. And we take it into ourselves. And Jesus becomes one with us. The Apostle Paul described it this way. He said, we in the church become the body of Christ in the world today. We are the presence of Christ in the world today. If people are going to hear the word of Jesus Christ in the world today, it will be through our mouths. If the world is going to be served today by Jesus Christ, it will be through our hands. And we have been given the tools and the talent and the treasure to be the presence of God in the world today. Oh, by the way, it's our stewardship drive, isn't it? Isn't that an interesting connection? That as we come up to communion and receive talent and treasure and the gift of our time, the stewardship drive which is focused on new creation celebrates using those things in the world. We come up to communion, we receive our bread and the wine, and we start walking back to our chairs. I don't know what you feel, but I hope you feel this day that you're a new person, that you're created in the very image of God. I hope that you feel like those nieces and nephews when they left the lawyer's office. Can you imagine what they did as they left? They're going, wow, can you believe it? High-fiving. They've got all this money now. And oh yeah, and she said, we should go change the world. I hope you high-five one another as you leave church today. It's a very special thing that's going to happen in a few minutes. You receive an inheritance, undeserved, the very presence of God into your soul. Amen. The sermon hymn is on page 10. The cantor will sing.